Amen. And uh, I want you all to know that God is pleased when you worship Him. God is pleased. And nobody knows, but we can feel the atmosphere. Jesus coming is not very far off. I believe that. It's not very far off. It's very close by. And we want to be ready to meet the Lord Jesus. All right. Chapter 11, 2 Corinthians. And I could preach this morning, and I love to preach. But I feel the Holy Ghost would have me teach a little while. Is that all right? Is that okay, folks? Can I? Because I can go off like a machine gun and go fast and done in five seconds. But let's teach for a few moments, all right? Chapter 11. St. Corinthians. Look on the board see the scripture, I think. Would to God that you would bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or... If you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Now, go on to verse, uh, verse 12. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off the occasion of them, which, when they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed in angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose ends shall be according to their work. Lord, bless your word. Bless every family that's here. Continue to bless us in the coming year. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. You may be seated. What a beautiful reading. Now, I want to talk to you about a topic the undesirable Jesus. The undesirable Jesus. Now, I know the topic doesn't sound too hot, but it's scriptural. The undesirable Jesus is not desirable. Now, here's what happened. In our world today, we have a thing called identity theft. People's bank account, I was told last week, have been emptied out by others who found ways of infiltrating 
your biosketch and imitate you and enter into your most sacred account that you have snatched away and leave your account zero. They've learned to copy your identity. And they go in there as imposter and disinherit you of all that funds that you have and leave you with an NSF check when you go to cash in on what you stashed away. Well, the same thing is happening to Jesus. There are false Christs who have stolen his identity and as a result, with subtlety, have deceived thousands. It's important that we know that there is an, another Jesus. All Jesuses are not the same. And if you're not particular, if you're not careful, you could end up with a counterfeit Jesus. And Jesus said to his apostles, No man know who the Father is but the Son, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and him to whom the Son will reveal him. Now, this undesirable Jesus that I'm talking about, you as a seeker of Jesus, and it's right that the world today should seek to worship him. It's right that every nation should worship him. It's right that we should celebrate his birth, celebrate his coming, and his second advent, which is upon us very shortly. But then we've got to be careful that we don't confuse the artist's paintbrush portrait of the Christ on the mat of an artist with the Christ of the prophets in the 6th or 6th book of the Bible. Religion have a, an imprint of who Jesus is. In the days of Christ there were no cameras as I know, no iPod and no uh, chat line, no all this thing we have today, we can take a glimpse. So all we have of Jesus is either the artist Michelangelo brush, presentation of him, or next we have the prophet Isaiah, scripture. Isaiah said Jesus had no beauty that when we see him, that we people would desire him. And that makes Jesus undesirable. Now God have made some handsome, good-looking people on earth. I mean, nature have been kind to them. They got everything in place, I mean, from the head to the toe. I mean, they're just cut out perfect. They're not like me. I mean, they got everything in place. And they maintain it. Well, I, I wish I could claim some of those credits, you know. The best of cosmetician couldn't help me if they tried. Not even the mortician could bring me back. It's so far gone. But I'm still thankful for what I am and who I am. But the Bible says God did not make that babe become with any beauty that when you see him, that you would desire him. Now, the most beautiful picture to any mother is a newborn babe. And yet the description that God gave of this born child of a virgin, that he had no beauty, that when you see him, any man would desire him. 
Now, when I look at the picture of Da Vinci or these other artists that they present to me, it's always Jesus with a glow. You know, a glow. Is that right? A halo. That nice-looking portrait. Amen. You know, this illusion of grandeur, this handsome, macho, and sometimes not very macho-looking person with a nice, long, flowing hair, hair and such like. But what does the Bible says about Jesus? It says that Jesus, when you see him, whether in a crib or as a child or as an adult, he said that he was undesirable. So undesirable that he was rejected of men. That he was, he had no physical or any beautiful features that when you see him, you'd be attracted to Jesus. He was not attractable. He had no form that would garnish acceptance by charisma or charismatic approach. He was not common. That means he wasn't attractive or beautiful. He had no beauty that we should desire him based on human physique. He had no majesty to attract us. No dignity that would say, well, here's the guy that we want to make our leader of our lives. Jesus was not that one majesty glowing in splendor and greatness and magnificence. Not when you see him. He was so ordinary that that say we would see Jesus while looking at him. He was so normal. And I suppose if he was if he was that ugly and if he was that unattractive, I can just imagine twelve unattractive boys because they couldn't figure out which one was Jesus. And if Jesus is ugly and not very attractive and he's among the twelve and they couldn't figure out which one is Jesus, I suppose by human deduction they were all ugly boys. <laughs> very ugly, all of them were. So all the pictures I see of these handsome looking, extremely attractive young men or whatever they were, I don't think they were beautiful at all. The Bible says he had no halo depicted about him. There was no handsomeness. There was nothing about him outstanding that when you see him, you say, what a God, Mr. Hercules, Mr. Spider-Man, no, Mr. Superman. No, he was weak in appearance. Amen? He was extraordinary visage marred. Hello? Here's a man that you would not be attracted to. You'd pass him by. You would say, boy, here's the next king. Because God did not want us to be attracted to him by any of those political features. Hello. Now, some folks don't realize, I believe Barabbas was so handsome and so beautiful and so debonair that when the world had to make a choice between Barabbas and Jesus... The physical feature was against Jesus. It was more like politics today. Politicians know very well what counts. It's not uh, the essence of what you have to say, but it's how you look. You know, your, your profile, the human profile. And God didn't come with that. But here's how he came. The Bible said he was born in poverty. Born in a stingy manger. Hello? Here is Jesus Christ, and the Bible says he was so poor, he couldn't pay his own taxes. 
So there's nothing about Jesus as a tycoon that would really attract us to him. And yet we have to wrestle with the portraits that we have today of Jesus. And the reason why we beautify him and cosmetic him so well, because we just can't fathom Jesus to be anything but. And then in, in, in Europe, in the, in, the, in, the, in the turn of the century, they create a picture of the devil. Oh, man, they make him with a tail and a pitchfork. And as ugly as could be. But when I read chapter 14 of Isaiah, it says completely different. It says he, he was so beautiful that it corrupted him. Now, look at the world. Look how confused our world is. Our world got things all mixed up, crossed up, and all. They, they uglify the devil and beautify Jesus. But the Bible tells that Jesus was the ugly one. And the devil was the handsome one. Hello? The devil was the, the powerful one in terms of human attractiveness. And so our world is giving you a Jesus that's not Jesus. And that's why it tells you in the book of the third chapter of 1 John, try the Spirit and see if the Spirit is giving you the right Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you, my friend, I want to make sure I don't end up like Isaac, son, called Jacob. Jacob went out to Laban. Laban is just as smart as the world is. <laughs> Laban promised him, amen, a wife. A beautiful wife. You know what will happen? He got caught up in the festivity. He got caught up in the party and the, and the celebration that the environment was such that deception was easy. And so, when he was all happy and excited, maybe he was happy and happy pop, I don't know. Or coke of some sort. But he got drunk. And they switched the bride on him. And there's a veil over her face. And he was so caught up in the festivity that he forgot to check out who he had. On the external, looked pretty good. But behind the veil is not what he thought it should be there. When he woke up the next day and looked around, it's not Rachel. He got deceived. He ended up with the wrong girl. He married the wrong girl because he did not check out the detail. I'm going to tell you, if you want to find the right Christ, give up the artist's drawing. Give up religious personification. Search the scripture. Because Jesus said, they testify of me. Go to the law, the prophet, and the Psalms, and read what the text says about him. Not pretext of man's opinion, but how readest thou? It says a virgin, 
not a little girl, a virgin. Virgin mean virgin. And so she was, and the Bible said she would bring forth a son. The prophet Isaiah said that a woman would come past a man. It makes sense because if conception take place in the fall and bypass the fallopian tube, it means no other woman ever have conception within her womb. It always takes place outside the womb. So the scripture gives me a different context of who Jesus is, more than philosophy that spoils us. Now, <coughs> philosophy will give you a different picture of Jesus. Religion will too. I'm not sure today that the world today is celebrating the right Jesus. Now, I was born in the month of June, 1948, on the 9th of June. It would be a terrible thing if my birth paper said something different. You're going to celebrate my birthday. Let's do it on the right day. At least get your facts straight. Get your facts straight. Don't do it on the wrong day, right? Now, I know on the 31st of December, going to be Sister O'Donnell's birthday, Right? Where is she at? There she is. Shout, sister. Am I right on? But your husband wasn't responding. I know she didn't respond. He doesn't know. Teach him, please. <laughs> he owes you a gift. Hello. But I want to show you, church. The Bible tells us in prophetic utterance, hello, in the sixth and ninth week, the Messiah would be here. Jesus was born, the scripture says. But the Bible says he would be born in Bethlehem. God touched Caesar to make it happen. God touched Herod to make him come out of Egypt. God did all those things. But I want to also point to you, did you realize the wise men did not go to the wrong baby? Huh? Do you realize <laughs> those shepherds didn't go to the wrong place? Do you realize, church of God, that Mary was in the right position that the scripture said she ought to be? I'm trying to tell you, if you're going to find the right Christ, you need a star to take you to where he is. From where you are to where Jesus is, it requires a star. Amen. And the boss said unto the star of the church of Ephesus, right? That means to take a preacher, a preacher who knows what he's talking about, not some false apostle, but a man called of God. John the Baptist did not make a mistake and baptize the wrong person. Hello? I'm trying to tell you, you can find the right Christ. You can have the true, but he can also have the counterfeit. Because there's an Antichrist coming. Just like Christ is coming, Antichrist is coming. And anti don't mean against. It means a man who said he's replacing Christ. Now I believe the world will receive him more than they receive Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was undesirable. And still is. Now I want to tell you, church, when Jesus as a babe was taken to the temple, there were many babies in the temple. But Simeon, a man of faith, did not go to the wrong baby. You can't tell me that you were praying and God led you wrong. Because you have to explain how come the wise men were not led wrong. You have to explain to me why the shepherds were not led wrong. 
You have to explain to me how come Anna walk in the temple and pick up the right baby. You have to explain to me how come Simeon picked up the right baby. There are many babies being circumcised. He was not the only one. And they picked up that baby and spoke to Mary when there were many other mothers. I want to tell you, my friend, I don't care how many religions there are. I don't care how many Christ they are. If you're a true seeker, you'll find him. He that seeketh him shall find him. And when you find him, get a hold of him. And don't let him go because it's one Lord, one faith, and one door, and one bread of life, and Jesus is the answer. Now, I'm under no illusion that the paintings that I see is Jesus Christ. I'm not sure. In fact, I'm very sure today the world's not celebrating the Jesus of the Bible. In fact, I can tell you right now, they're celebrating baby Tamas. Now, don't start stoning me. Got my armor bears with me right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the twelfth chapter of Revelation, the dragon hates that babe. The dragon tried to prevent that babe from growing up. Because he would save his people from their sin. Now, philosopher taught me something that I don't find in the scripture. Now I'm going to show you something right here. Can I, can I be an artist right now? I just talked about artists. You're going to be one now myself. Look at that. Wow. That's called the Pythagoras what? Theorem triangle. So I'm going to use it. Because what the philosopher gave us, the apologetics. In trying to explain this mystical baby they had no earthly father, but an earthly mother. Hello? They are trying to figure out where he fit in on the scale of humanity. But in my Bible, there is God. Amen? And God is a what? Spirit. And then we have down here a son born. Is that right? And then we learn in Scripture that there's such a thing, a person, or individual, called the Holy Ghost. Now, please, most Bible eliminate that word ghost because they're scared of being spooked. Well, I'm being spooked than being taken for a ride. Yeah? Look at this. And this is actually... 4,000 years. Because Jesus says, nobody know who the Father is. You're really His Father. Father God. Nowhere in your Bible can you find this term, God the Son. Yet we teach it. Yet we say it. Yet we believe it. But when you and I face Jesus, and He says, show it to me from the volume of the book, you're going to be on the hook. You're going to have a problem. If it's not written, it's not for me. If it's written, it's for you and me. Hello. Now, he's the son of 
God. And they call him the highest. Would you believe this is the person? Here is God's Spirit. Right? And here's a prophet, Moses. And here's Mary down here. Poor Mary. <laughs> here's the manger. Would you believe? Look at this right here. Would you believe that God prophesied to Moses and all the prophets that this day would come? Hello. It would come. In all the books of the Bible, it said, all 39 books of the Bible, Old Testament, it says he would come. And then, when the time came, God said to John the Baptist, Hello. The same one spoke to John the Baptist, uh, mother, uh, I mean, and father, rather, spoke to Mary and said, This child can be born. And said, It's the Holy Ghost. That's going to overshadow Mary. This is now, folks. It said the Holy Ghost. You guys said the Holy Spirit. I said the Holy Ghost. Now, it says the Holy Ghost will overshadow Mary and should bring forth a son. Isaiah 9 6 says it would happen. Go there and check for yourself. Isaiah 9 6. For unto us a son is born, and a child is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Resting Father, the Prince of Peace, and so on, right? And so Jesus Christ. That's born is a child. A child is born. A son is given. <laughs> Hello. <coughs> that's Bible. That's not the art of speak rest. That's Bible. And his name shall be called. Counselor. Now, folks, question. Is counselor a name? Be honest. I'm a counselor. I'm, I get paid for being a counselor. Tomorrow I will get paid for being a counselor. Is that my name? Did my ma my wife marry a counselor? No. She didn't marry my name. Hello? If she didn't want my name, I wouldn't want her either. No hyphenated me. It's my name or forget it. Right? It's Alexander or nothing. Beaten or nothing. Right? Come on, guys. Don't be ashamed to say yes. Speak up, guys. Speak up for your rights. <laughs> You're about to lose it. <laughs> oh, his name shall be called, what? Counselor. His name is called the Mighty God. Is that a name? No. The Everlasting Father. Is that a name? No. The Prince of Peace. Is that a name? No. So, this child to be born, the Son of God. Why? Whose son is he? Joseph's son? No. Mary's son? No. Whose son is he? Conceived of the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'll say it your way. Holy Spirit. With an accent. Sounds better? Holy Spirit? Sophisticated. Holy Ghost! Sounds good to me. So Jesus said, my father! Who's he calling for? Joseph? Who's he calling for? Aha! Uh -huh. Whoever can see them, that's my daddy. I'm going to say that. Now, let me ask the question. Is Holy Ghost a name? Is Son a name? 
is got a name. All right. So if he tells me in Matthew 24, by 2014, am I right? You're right here. Matthew 28, 14. Let's go there, please. Matthew. Let me see the right scripture here. Get my head all back in the right place. By 28, 19 and 20. Let's go there, please. 19 and 20. I want to show you something here. The Son of God came to save us from our sins. We better have the right Savior. Luke 2.11 For unto you is born in this day the city of David as Savior which is Jesus Christ our Lord. If He's not Savior then who's going to save us? There are many Saviors but who's the true Savior? It's look now Matthew 28, 19, 20 simply mean get the name of who this is. Now here's what I was taught in philosophy. Philosophy based on Pythagoras theorem Pythagoras theorem during the third century they taught that he is number one. And they taught that the Son is God number two. And they taught us that the Holy God or the Holy Spirit is God number three. I got to pick one or the other, right? Ghost or God or spirit. I prefer ghosts because ghosts make more sense to me. Then the the problem of logic steps in. Does the Bible say this? No. That's why Paul wrote to the Colossians and said, Beware lest any man spoil you with what? Philosophy of men and the rudiments of this world and not after the teaching of Christ. But when you say Christ, there are many Christ. So which Christ are you talking about? Because all the word Christ means the Messiah or the anointed one. And guess what? The devil is anointed. Read your Bible. He's called the anointed cherub. Hello? He's also called a God of this world. Is that right? So I need to know which Christ am I talking about? Hey, everybody trying to save the world is the Messiah. Whether it be a devil or a man. Doesn't matter. If you're trying to save the world, he's the Messiah. But who is the Christ? The Son of the living God. Because when Jesus asked Peter, Whom do men say that I am? He said, You are the Christ. Not a Christ. The Christ. The Son of the living God. So the father of that baby in that manger is the Holy Ghost. Mary said, Joseph, I have not known a man. I did nothing wrong, but the Holy Ghost came upon me and caused me to conceive. I don't know how, but it just happened. It's a miracle. Right? And that baby is called God manifest in the 
flesh. That means God seen in the human body. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, came so poor that he became so undesirable. That you will not desire him when you see him. If you're going to be attracted to Jesus, it's not based on the loaves and the fishes. It must be based on the Word. The Word. The Word. And for who He is. Now, so, who is Jesus Christ? Jesus says on earth, No man know who my Father is, but Him. Hello? And him to whom the Son will reveal him. Now, church, you know Jesus is sinless. He cannot lie. He cannot deny himself. He cannot lead you wrong. I promise you that. He, he said, if it were not so, I would have told you. So my question is, who is this baby in this manger? Is this another God? Or when he was in the manger, was heaven empty? Or is he limited just to the body? Is not Jesus Christ omnipresent? As to his spirit? And in his flesh, limited in scope? In flesh is he not weak like all of us? But in the spirit is almighty? I cannot call Jesus. I, cannot, as a bona fide preacher, cannot take this Bible and call Jesus a second person. When my Bible said he is the first and he's the last. Somebody's lying, either me, the preacher, or the Bible is. And I think the Bible's okay. <laughs> oh, is that right? He said, I'm the first and I'm the last. And if there's any go between, guess who's in the middle? He's the mediator. And that's why Paul wrote, In him, not in them, dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So, did Jesus Christ come as a counterfeit God? Did he come to show us another God? Why did he come? Why was Jesus born? First John 5, 20, 21. Go there. It's very plain. I want us to go there, church. I want you and I to have the right Jesus, baby, in our, in our, in our bosom here. Because, honey, let me tell you. if you, I went to Jerusalem this, this year. And if you see where Bethlehem is, it's just uh, quite a challenge. Hello. If you see where he was born in Nazareth, no one has said nothing good coming to Nazareth. He chose not a palace. He chose the pits to go be born. But to take you to the palace. He became poor that you become rich. And so right now we're dealing with, we're dealing with a counterfeit identity. Trying to rob him of who he is. When you see Jesus, you're not going to be attracted to him by his looks. Hello. 
but by the works that he did, that no other man has ever done. Now, First John five twenty twenty one. Why did he come, church, so we could have a Christmas and shop at Walmart, so we could have a Black Friday, and I could buy you a bunny rabbit? Man, come on now. Not on your life. Don't forget when he was born, the gifts were given to him, not to each other. And by the way, when he was born, the world didn't even know it. Two years before they realized he was born. Two long years. And by the way, when he was born, the only person there was Joseph! But turn to mate husband, learn to deliver your own baby. I'm not sure I wouldn't know what to do either, too. Probably collapse. Watch over. Wow. What's going on? Don't laugh at me, folks. Some guy can't take shots in their hand if it collapse. Ask the nurses. <laughs> but I'm smart. I just lean upon the wall. So I can't fall. But you know, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Here's Joseph have to handle this all by himself. Unhygienic. Straw all over the baby's face. And come. That's not very exciting, folks. Yes, right. And the first violence he felt was when daddy slapped him. He said, why did he hit me? Well, they had to slap him. Every baby who came in this world got slapped. You ask your mom. That's where violence begun. Mom is the first act of violence. No, she didn't. That's what she did for her. But every one of you cried. We all cried. I wanted you to be here today. Is that right? Next thing they did, they circumcised him. So another knife on him. But he came to give us an understanding that we might know him that is true. Jesus Christ is the true God and eternal life. So what does he do with the body? Well, I got no problem with that because I know in the past, Jesus showed up to Abraham without being born as an angel. Before Abraham was, I... Huh? Hello? That's right. And when they tried to arrest Jesus, and they said, where is he? He said, I am he. And what happened? They all fell backwards. Why? That's a term used in the Old Testament of God. I am he. And he says, take me, I told you, I am he. And they submit to arrest. Now, Jesus Christ comes to do this for us. Why? Because before God the Spirit, you can't see him and live. For God to be seen in Invisible form, he has to take on flesh and blood, like you and me. The Bible says in chapter 2 of Hebrews 2.14, he partake of flesh and blood like you and me, that by the grace of God he could taste death for all of us. Why? He was the one who condemned Adam. Do you know that? He made Adam and he judged Adam. Hello? He made him and he judged him and threw him out and came and died for him. That's not another person. I'm talking about the real baby. You know what's important? 
Because Revelation 12 said the issue is about the man and the baby. The man and the baby is still issued today. Now, which woman gave birth to a man and the baby? Israel. But who in Israel did that? Mary. The mother of... Now, we don't worship Mary saying, Mary the mother of God. No. Mary had to go to the house called Pentecostal upper room like everybody else. First she had him in her womb. Now she needed him in her heart. Hello? Hello? Now, look folks. So what's the name of the father? Isaiah 9, 6, what's his name? Come on, folks, be honest with me. What's his name? So you're not saying, you're not mute, I don't believe it. If you all pray for you. What is his name? Jesus. When you pray, our Father who art in heaven, I will be thy name. Who do you think you're praying to? Jesus. Who hear and answer prayers? Jesus. Who heals? Jesus. No other God has ever showed up on earth any time at all except Jesus Christ. He's the only God ever showed up. Where are the rest? Step show up. And so when I said, in the name of the Father, our Father, I mean Jesus. And when I say, oh, oh, Son of God, am I wrong saying that? No, because I can only relate to God through His sonship, never on the fatherhood relationship. Huh? Because Jesus as the Son of God became my what? Kingsman Redeemer. He gave his blood because we came from him. This is the second Adam. Or no, last, pardon me. The last Adam. Is that right? 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 Come on, folks. Right, class? Right? Amen. <laughs> That's right. And so he is, is the last Adam. But how. The first Adam had a heavenly father, but no earthly mother. And the last Adam have an earthly mother, but no earthly father. And between these two points, I'll do it right here, you can see it. Folks, look at this right here. Here's Adam, number one. And here's Adam, the last Adam. Right? This man brought sin in the world. We're all dying. No hope. God is mad at us. Right? God's angry at all of us. We're his kids. Adam's kids. And God's okay, I want to redeem you. And so God took call on a body and came down and dwelt among us and showed us how to live and then how to die. And how to come back alive. And so, he did that. And when he did on the cross, he came back to us as the Holy Ghost. Now folks, let me tell you why I must use the word ghost. Not because you're spooked. Hello? But the ghost means he died and came back. I've got my mother who is dead. I've never seen her ghost. And she cannot come back. 
Nobody has ever returned from the dead on their own. What about those Lazarus? You didn't see the ghost, you saw the man. <laughs> I'm talking about the spirit of the man. He said in closing, I am with you and I shall be in you. The real Jesus Christ is no longer on the page of the Bible or the historical society. He is in the heart of the believer. He came from the dead and did this on his apostles. What was he saying? Hint, hint. I am the one that breathed life into the first man. And he became a living soul. Now I come back from the dead. I'm going to breathe into the man again. And he become a quickening spirit. Born again means you have no past. If you're born twice, you die once. You don't born but once, you're going to die twice. Because after death comes judgment. And the whole purpose of Jesus dying on the cross was that when we come right here, we're not condemned. Hello! He said, go to all the world, all the world. Teach all nations, all nations. I don't care what, where you came from. He said, teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the what? Father. Now I saw a picture. This is very hilarious. I even saw it in Jordan. We were at Jordan and I saw men act like did that. All that water. Man, at least he could push the guy down and fall in the water. We know what he did? He took a can of water and poured it on his head. I thought, what a waste. What a waste of effort. Just push it right over. Be baptized. <laughs> a whole lot easier <laughs> than scooping up and pouring on it. That's work. Jesus, <laughs> one, one Bible read the scripture. Honest truth. I read not one Bible. It says, And the eunuch said to Philip, Here's water. And he took his canteen and he went down in it. In the canteen. Now, folks, come on. Get smart. You know, sometimes, you know, it can be in funny land story, but this not this not this is the Bible here. This said, pour water on him. He says, Bury him. You are buried with him in baptism. You don't pour sand on a dead man, you bury him. And we're buried with Christ in baptism, burying my past, burying my sins. Gone to judgment, and I raised up from the dead with him by faith in the operation. I took on his name. I took on his name. That when I come here, I cannot be judged by him. Now, folks, I want to ask you one favor. I got some money to give away that I stole from my wife. A thousand dollars. Now, buddy, listen to me very carefully now. This is, a, this is a Pentecostal raffle. This is the only legal one in Pentecost. 
I want you in five days come and show me in the KJV Bible, not the one you designed, but the real Bible, a 611 Bible, where anybody or ever baptized said, I now baptize you in the Father one time, in the Son two times, Holy Ghost three times. Or, even show me one time in the Bible where anybody were baptized, I now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Go your way. You're okay now. It may sound good, looks good, but that's just an artist's brush. Get the Bible out. Get the Bible out. Every person I baptized were never a little baby. It's a believer's baptism. You gotta first believe that it's Jesus, John eight twenty four. Except you believe I'm He, you're gonna die in your sins. Well, little baby, you're gonna believe. Well, believe what? Well, how can they believe? But you can believe. He can. Look here, can believe. Hello. If a kid can lie, he's worth to repent. <laughs> Hello. But if he can lie, he can repent because you broke the commandments. <laughs> Is that right? He should repent. Teach him that. And the master says they went out and they baptized everyone into the name of Jesus Christ. That's why that baby was born. That you would take on his name. Let's stand. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Come here, come here Thomas. I know this guy's going to be a great guy when he grows up. I can see you the marking of excellence. You're going to be great. Probably a lawyer too, but please be for us, okay? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> but look, he can repent. He can repent. He's born once, gonna be born twice. I gonna be born again. Hello? Hello? And about us know that Jesus Christ at age twelve went in the temple. They said, Who whose son is he? And they lost him. How did they lose him? In the temple. They were so caught in the festivity. That they forgot Jesus. That the world today is so caught up in their festivity that they forgot who? Jesus. And the only place you're going to find Jesus is back in the temple. And what was he doing? He said, I must be about my father's business. Does that make him a second person? No. Who was talking? The man. Child. Talking. Is the child. Talking about a man's job. It's called the man child. Hello? Age 12. When a Jewish boy enter into manhood. He said, I must be about my father. Well, who's your father? He said, my father is in me. I really look at me looking at him. Now, now you look like your daddy, but you're not your daddy. <laughs> Hello? But Jesus can say that. Because he was. In spirit, he was the father. Because when I received the Holy Ghost, you know who I received? Jesus Christ. One last scripture. I'm going to prove it to you. The 13th chapter of St. Corinthians and verse 5. Go there, please. I think it's talked about that. It says, go there, please. St. Corinthians 13, verse 5. Go there, please. It says, look. Don't you know that Jesus Christ is in you? How can you be in me and be in my wife at the same time? 
because he's omnipresent. He's not limited to you and me, my friend. He's in China right now. He's in India right now. People are talking to him in different languages. And I'm saying, you better have the right baby in Revelation. Because the only baby I know that was acceptable was the man-child that was caught up into heaven. It tells you in Hebrews, I mean, the 12th chapter of Revelation, that the child was caught up to his throne. And he sits there, and John says, I saw one. Would you bow your heads right now? Thank you, Thomas. Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith. Are you in the faith? Prove yourselves. Know ye not your own selves, all that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be... I don't want to be reprobate, so I won't even say the word. I want to ask you right now. Have you taken on Jesus Christ? You know, people say, well, I accept Christ. That sounds good, but I hope you accept you too and me. But I really mean, have you received the Holy Ghost? And there has to be evidence. Did you speak with tongues when you received the Holy Ghost? You know, they all did on the day of Pentecost. Hello? When God spoke up in Acts 19, they spoke with tongues. So I didn't make that up. It says the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit of that baby. The apostles said, Lord, they turned against your baby, Herod, and all the people. Imagine, Acts 5 says that. Against your baby, the child, Jesus. But I want the real Jesus. I don't want bar Jesus. I want Jesus. Lord Jesus right now. As we stand before you. We know that you were born. For a purpose. You came in this world for a cause. It is right that the world.